We are a group of friends bound by our appreciation for liberty and good podcasting. Free-minded thinkers from all walks of life, our values come together with one accord to discuss the common culture and news of the day, along with whatever random crap is going on in our lives. Welcome to the Union of the Unknowns. Welcome to our, I believe, sixth episode of Union of the Unknowns, where a bunch of us gather and get together and talk about different topics that we find interesting and whatever else other crap is going on in our lives. And my my name is Jacqueline, ATL Connector. And then we have uh, Keel Thor. Hey. <laughs> uh, we have Michael. And what's your, what's, what's your, oh, uh, Michael, what is your, uh, I go by Jay will. I, uh, okay. co-host on another podcast, carbonated concepts. If you guys listen to anything, give it a shot. It's on all kinds, all listening platforms, just jumping in with you guys. Thank you for letting me be here. Yeah. Thank you. And then we have our amazing Terry, Terry Canary. Hello, everybody. <laughs> And we have, if you need to know anybody, know Big Perm, and you'll know that person too. If you ever heard of a second degree of separation, it definitely became true with Big Perm. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> and then we have uh, an amazing special guest today, uh, Prophetess Nia. Welcome, Nia. Hey guys, I would love to wow you with my beauty, but my I'm having a bad hair day. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We have bad hair days most of the time, so it's all right. <laughs> um, anyhow, so, for me. <laughs> um, we wanted to bring uh, Nia on. I've known her for a super long time, and uh, she's one of the amazing people that I know of that has um, been in tune with myself in regards to seeing what was really going on in the country and around the world. And one of my questions that I had mentioned after meeting with some members at church where we were doing a lunch afterwards, and I had mentioned that sometimes I like to go sit into the overflow room uh, because I just don't want to be around a lot of people. And they said, oh, yeah, us too. We still wear our masks and stuff like that. And I said, no, uh, it has nothing to do with that. It's just because I don't want to be around a lot of people. <laughs> they said, oh. <laughs> and uh, and then that really got me to thinking. So then I was hanging out with these turds later on. Bluetooth disconnected. And I said, um, I was like, dang. I was like, I really was wondering why it is that so-called Christians have not been able to like really see like we're living, I would think in the book of revelations and just how a lot of this stuff is just so planned. And some of my other uh, amazing friends here were wondering some of the same thing, even though some of them are not Christians and we all have our own faith and beliefs and stuff like that, which is one of the amazing things that we all don't that doesn't determine whether we love each other or not and our friends so and can hang out and communicate um 
So, and that's a blessing really. Um, but anyways, so I said, who better than to really like, kind of like dig deep into this, than have my friend Nia on and see what she has to say. Cause she has no problem calling people out. <laughs> so, Nia, what do you think is going on? And why do you think there's so many Christians out there that just can't see and like submitted to the whole, um, testing of this, you know, the okie doke is what we call it. Sorry about that. I was trying well, to un- oh. oh, no, you can go ahead. Did someone want to go first? Yeah, you know, I just believe that, you know, people have gotten deceived. They have gotten sucked into the matrix. They've gotten sucked into the media to whatever lie has been dished out, they're taking it. Um, I think the conditioning started a while ago. I think for a very long time, you know, they started with a lot of things and, you know, in the cartoons, (laughs) you know, and it's, you know, it's programming. And I, I just believe that now that we're at this point, they can't see it because they're so conditioned and it just seems so normal. Where for the woke ones, like I call us, you know, we can see it clear. We, we understand what's happening. We see what's happening behind the veil. But again, so many people, I feel like they live day to day, paycheck to paycheck. They're so caught up in their own thing. You know, that's actually a second set of people. And they really don't pay attention to what's going on. I believe you have so many people that just, you know, they watch the news or they may take all of their facts from social media <laughs> and they just don't. They just don't uh, think beyond that, you know, they don't investigate, they don't uh, troubleshoot, they're not critical thinkers, I believe that they just take things at face value, especially if the news says it, and they just roll with it. I know that was a kind of roundabout answer, but that's what I think. Anybody have any questions? Uh, No, I have a comment, not necessarily a question. Uh, uh, my my comment would be that um, you know I'm not a Christian myself, but you know I do believe in in a higher being uh, and higher uh, powers. Uh, and uh, I was quite surprised how so many churches just knuckled under and, and closed down during the COVID scam. Because to me, if you're a true Christian, your eyes should be on more higher spiritual matters. And you shouldn't really be worried too much about what happens to your earthly body. You know, you shouldn't even be wor- that worried about death because, you know, you, you should believe that there's there's something better to come. And particularly, for you know, um, in the Catholic religion, and Monica Perez said this during her podcast, it's very important to them to have a, a weekly mass. That's That's part of what you're supposed to do to save your soul. And yet they were quite happy to have the churches shut down. Well, they couldn't, well, they couldn't do that. It just, you know, it didn't make any sense to me. And with a few notable exceptions, I mean, there were some, like Jackie and I used to swap uh, news about this pastor in Canada who we quite liked, um, who was resisting fiercely and suffered a lot for, for his trouble. Uh, but he had the advice that he, he grew up in communist Poland. So he knew exactly what was going on. He, he knew how to recognize totalitarianism when he saw it. And he, 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 at first he sent out all the authorities calling them Nazis, <laughs> which I liked very much. So, you know, but they, they were very, people like that were very much the exception. 
that was our favorite preacher, right? <laughs> During that time. Yeah. <laughs> Terrence yeah. would always send me like the videos. He's like, Jackie, our preacher's at it again. <laughs> <laughs> so um can I just, yeah, I just ahead, re, can I re ask the basis of the question of what you're asking? Because I might be going off a different way it. with the answer I want to give. I just want to know what can you can you restate the question? on like Christianity's lost its way. Like, I mean, in what sense? I'm just curious because I have kind of some insight. Yeah. So I'd love to hear it. One of my, my question was, you know, as Christians, we have, we understand like the book of revelations. Well, hopefully and the end times and um, especially a point in the part where you can't buy or sell in the marketplace and oh that just remind that just gave me a revelation when i just read your last post nia um and which i'll read it here in a second um but i i that must be triggered to that so uh anyhow so where they can't buy or sell in the marketplace and they have the opportunity um where you have to be able to take this mark and so it was they were testing it out with this whole okie doke thing where if you didn't receive the okie doke then you couldn't fly you couldn't go to other countries you couldn't do this you couldn't do that whatever and i was like how do you not see that you know what i mean how do you, maybe this isn't the the mark per se but how do you not see that it isn't the prerequisite to test the testing ground to get you to where they're going to take you. I, I almost feel like <clears throat> it's worked backwards if that's what they were trying to do, because I was a person born and raised in church. I went to church. So I was 18 years old. I did all, you know what I mean? Did the whole thing, baptized, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was very devout Christian, you know what I'm saying? I believe the whole thing up and down. And then I kind of fell away from my religion when I went off to college and started understanding life. And then it's like, oh, you know, yoga's legit. Oh, this Buddha guy has something to say. And then you start, you know, gaining knowledge on all these other religions or concepts of life or whatever you want to call it. And then now this whole COVID thing or whatever happened and shut everybody down and forced people to be separated and separated that. Now that it's coming back together, I feel more of an urge to go back to those environments, to be back re reconnected. Just, and I'm saying this as a person that hasn't gone to church for years before this COVID thing. Like I stopped going. I was like, they just want me to volunteer. They just want my free labor. They just blah, blah. They're using me. That's how I perceived it. Because it was always like, hey, could you do this on Thursday night? Oh, what about that? And you say yes once and that's they'll ask you all that you donate to the fire department one time they'll call you every month for you know what i'm saying so it's like i had this weird concept in my mind but this covid causing the separation in my community now that it's all opening and now that they're doing like oh yeah come down blah blah now i feel like i'm more willing to kind of go back into it so i guess on my end i feel like it's had the reverse effect if they were trying to separate us <clears throat> i guess that's, that's amazing a, yeah yeah, I feel like um, like how my friend was talking about here in Georgia, like how a lot of people have been walking away from the church, but I heard the opposite in places like New York. So it just really seems that places of um, 
where it's been way more restrictions and stuff like that. And they've really been trying to keep people separated. Uh, people have started falling back towards, you know, their faith and stuff like that. Nia, I know you want to say something. Go for it. You know, I do because I totally screwed up the, the first time because I misread your question. <laughs> When you, um, you, I thought you were just kind of giving some open commentary when you were talking about how you, you know, kicked it with some of your church friends or whatever. I didn't realize that was part of the question. So my sincere apologies. But one thing I will say is that a thing that I had talked about and had prophesied at the very onset or really before was that we were going to go through a season of the wheat and the tares, a separation. And that's what happened. Like you saw who was really with God and who wasn't because like the gentleman was just saying, Michael, you know, being separated. I mean, you didn't have a building to go to. You didn't have, you know, someone coaching you and preaching you along. It was about your relationship with the Lord. Are you true to your faith? You know, if you can't get up and go through the doors of the church every Sunday, are you still rocking with God? Do you still love Jesus? You know, <laughs> is your faith still there with him? You know, and a lot of people went more into studying their word. And, you know, of course, there was a lot of online church available. So they were able to now open their palate to so many different wonderful teachers of the word because where they were just at their church every Sunday, then they started getting exposed to other pastors and leaders abroad, you know, and throughout the country that they could get, you know, some really good word from some excellent teaching, some excellent Bible teaching. So I think that for some, it really grew their faith as um, for those people. But then I also feel like the ones who were not rooted in God, because I feel like for some people, church is like a social club. You know, they go, it's the thing to do. It's routine. It's ritual. We go, we hang out. But when that got cut off, then what do you have? Because if you really don't love God, then what do you have? You just, you just stop. You just, you know, if the social connection isn't there anymore, you know, that's like if the club shuts down, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have, I don't go out. I don't have anywhere to go. You know, I just drink at home kind of thing, you know, but, you know, I just feel that as it relates to the whole deception part, I love what uh, Terry was saying about the church and not fighting harder. Like you did have some pastors that did fight. And we saw in Texas that one of them went to jail for it, <laughs> where he refused to close his doors. And he said, you know, we're, this is a place of worship. You know, this is separation of church and state dog on it. We don't take your grant money. So you can't tell us to close our doors, you know? And, um, but you know, they arrested that pastor not once. No, it wasn't in Texas. It was in Florida, right? It was Florida actually. Mm. But any, yeah, it was, I don't know. I don't know. I'd go Texas. I think Florida was pretty open. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. DeSantis, what am I saying? You're right. It was definitely Texas. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but um, and by the way, DeSantis is like my hero. Just want to throw that out there. He is like my homie. Please run for president. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But no, but I do really feel as though um um a lot of people just really don't have the faith that they claimed. Um, unfortunately, it, it exposed a lot of leaders, too, because, you know, the flock may have wanted to be in church, but the leaders kept it closed. Do you know, I know a church literally here in Atlanta that I kid you not just opened their doors back up in June 
this past June, like, or maybe May. And I'm like, wow. you gotta be kid kidding me because of the mm -hmm. pandemic. <laughs> and I, you know, I, uh, it's just, it was too much for me. Now I do agree with in the very beginning because we didn't know a lot about it. And it was a little scary in the beginning. I do think um, using wisdom, we should have, you know, sheltered in place for a while, you know, a few weeks, let it die down, you know, just like with any other bug that's going around, <laughs> you know, you, you let it run its course and you, you kind of stay out of the way for a little bit, but I definitely feel that it went on way too long. Um, I want to shift for a minute. If you don't mind me throwing this into the pot, go for what it. I'm, what I'm noticing now, when I, I, I called a friend because unfortunately, guys, I don't want to name the company, but I have a friend who's an engineer who is in jeopardy of losing her job. Now, we know that it was the Lord that allowed her to keep her job uh, because she basically she had a religious exemption. She kind of got ahead of it when she first got wind of vaccine man, you know, before it got out there. She 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 uh, wrote a religious exemption. They accepted it. But then guess what, y'all? <laughs> Earlier this year they kind of pulled her in the office. Now, mind you, I can't name the company, but she works in a Fortune 500 company. She's a, one of their top tier engineers. She's on their executive level. And they called her in and basically said, so um, yeah, so it's been a year, you know, uh, what are you gonna do? You know, you still not have, uh, have you gotten vaccinated yet? And she said, well, I had an exemption. And they said, well, yeah, we let that ride for a year, but we're here now. We, we let you do that for a year, but you know, this company, you know, we have a mandate. So what are you going to do? Have you, have you changed your mind yet? And she said, no, I'm not this. I promise you guys, this was on a Wednesday evening, uh, Wednesday, they called her in the office. They said, well, I guess Friday is your last day. Wow. That's wow. I'll just say one thing and then someone else take the floor. You know, this country still, if you don't have a COVID vaccination, you can't cross, come back. You can go to Canada but you can't come back into the United States or you can go to Mexico, but you can't come back if you don't have a vaccination. If you are a United States citizen, you can't, but not if you're yeah. a foreigner. Yeah. yeah. They let foreigners cross the border right. all the time unvaccinated. Right. Right. Well, yeah. that's because then, they're illegal. You have to sneak across. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they send on the market, Martha's Vineyard. So, I just love this. <laughs> so Nia, Friday was her last day. Well, no, this, this incident happened a little while ago. So because she has friends in high places, um, she got a lawyer that got her a six month extension that allowed her, listen to this, to, to not be considered an employee, but to be a contractor of the company. Mm -hmm. So she has until the end of the year to quote, decide if she's going to be vaccinated or not. If not, she has to walk, but check this out. I sent her just this morning. I don't know if you guys know this, but you, well, we all know that, you know, the CDC is kind of loosened up on that and yeah. you know, everyone is changing their tune. JP Morgan, Adidas, um, two other financial institutions, big ones, but I can't remember who they are right now, but they've all retracted their vaccine or lifted their vaccine mandate. Southwest did, Southwest oh, Airlines. Oh, really? Well, and let me tell you what's funny about the, the language of this thing. So it's out there, but what was said was that they're not going to make it public. Well, there's many other companies that have followed suit, but they are not going to make it public. 
<laughs> they just won't re require a vaccine going forward. So isn't that crazy? So you won't just publicly say, because now you've made all these people <laughs> get vaccinated. I want to go back to the same friend I was referring to. Mm -hmm. One of her coworkers took the jab because she didn't want to lose her job. She was vaccine injured really bad, guys. And she went to her company for medical help, compensation, and they told her that was on her. Exactly. A hundred percent. That's why you make that company take responsibility. Well, if you're forcing me to do this, to be able to keep enslaved by you, then you are going to take all responsibility for any medical issues that are kind of coming after this. And if you want me to sign this, if you want me to go ahead and take this hokey doke, this okie doke, then you're going to sign this agreement between the two of us. And if I have any issues, <laughs> if I have any issues after the medical issues that you guys are hundred percent responsible for all this for the rest of my life. Right. They just need, I feel like there's certain fields <laughs> that shouldn't have to require it as far as like nurses, EMTs, police officers, like you guys are good. We need you to keep the, you know what I'm saying? The, the society in check here. We need to have checks and balances and blah, blah, blah. But if you work for a, if you work for Google and Google's like, get the shot or you're fired, it's a private company, man. You just either do it or not. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to work there. There's no, but if it's like a government program, this is where I have the problem. When the school bus drivers and the city bus drivers and the garbage man has to get vaccinated, to, to do those jobs and then they don't do it. They don't want to get the vaccination. So we lose 50% of our work crew. I'm like, just, these are tasks that need to be done to keep, you know what I'm saying? For our kids to go to school, for our fires to be put out, for our electricians, for all these jobs that are essential that did not get the pass supposedly by the, by the government deemed as an essential job. Those jobs should not be mandated because mandating them, what does that do? That just puts more strain on the system that's already strained. It's like, well, I mean, you can't do it. It's, just, it's, a, it's a backwards process in my mind. Like, it's self-damaging. Can I get, what do, what do you think, Kiel? I think you're correct. Um, but uh, I would look at it from the perspective of, you know, these are, state employees, my taxes are paying for them to be there. I don't, I don't care if they get vaccinated or not. So I don't want them to have to quit, you know, and lose all what you're saying, lose all that productivity and in, in industry. So, you know, but, uh, you know, I didn't vote for the guys that are making those decisions anyway. So what, what can I do about it? I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather that garbage men and nurses and all those other types of workers not be paid by the state anyway. I also feel, I mean, I hate to just, I feel like we're jumping around a lot, but I feel the same way as like with the teachers union and all this stuff, like those should be privatized jobs. Cause that's how you get the best employee. Like you don't get the best salesman by saying like, no sales quotas. We all make a hundred dollars, whatever, do your best. No, you get it when it's like, Yo, whoever gets the most gets the biggest paycheck. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, exactly. let's make it a let's make it a competition. Dollar, dollar and, bills, y'all. I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know if this is correct for me to say this, but that's how why I consider myself a capitalist. 
honest. I'm like, yeah, they're going to work harder. I don't care if you're breaking the rules or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate effort deserves to be rewarded. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like competitive free market will win out in every scenario. Yes. Nia's always worked in a yeah. field where like, if you don't work, you don't eat. Right, Nia? <laughs> That's right. That's how it should be. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, I, I think now uh, I was going to say I think now you'd you'd have a quite a good case for unfair dismissal, particularly now that the CDC has backtracked on some of its advice. If someone's prepared to take it on, I think you might win the case in court because you know they're man they're man, they're saying you've either got to get jabbed or you're sacked, and I think you'd have a good case to prove that you know the jabs don't work and are very dangerous. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if someone's prepared to take it on, I think you might might get somewhere with that. And not only that, but she could group her friend in with everything that got vaccine injured oh, and yeah. turn around and have a dual case for that attorney. True. Well, that yeah. company Can you guys hear me? Issues. Yes, you're good. You're good, big friend. I'd like to <clears throat> I'd like to speak to a couple of those things. Go uh, for it. I also I got a religious exemption. So I, I know what she had to go through in those early days to get ahead of it and wait for who knows how long until they actually make a decision, wondering if you're going to have a job again or not. Shout uh, out to Monica for helping out with yeah, that. Well, and speaking of Monica, I would uh, refer your friend to We the People USA. I believe that's the group of attorneys that are taking on these types of cases. Thank and. You. They're taking lots of uh, donations from around the country to help fund these cases so these people aren't stuck with putting the bill. And I'm pretty sure they'd love to take on a Fortune 500 company any chance they get. So <laughs> I would definitely refer them there. Okay. Also, the, the church thing. Uh, I've been going to a Lutheran church since I was born. I don't go as often as I should, but... Uh, when, when everything first started and they said they were going to stream the service, I thought, well, that's kind of cool. You know, I could, on the days I don't want to get dressed at nine in the morning, I can just flip it on and watch. But it started off with technical issues. It just buffered the whole time. And the other thing I noticed was how am I supposed to take communion from my couch? So these people have to go at a year, year and a half without taking Holy Communion. It, it's just not right in my opinion but that was I, my two cents uh, you can continue i just want to interject some with what exactly what you said <clears throat> the point of getting up and getting dressed on your day off <clears throat> is part of it like that it, in itself is effort you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. nobody nobody is like oh well the game just started <laughs> i love to <laughs> go to church and sit here for an hour and a half or whatever however long the service is i mean like when it when they started doing the digital thing i feel like the value of going to it i was like this is bullshit it's just like watching something i'll turn a youtube video on and then i'll walk away and i'll put a mm -hmm. headphone in and i'll start folding some laundry and i'll and so you're kind of halfway listening that's how i felt with the church thing that's like i feel like that that grind i guess you would say of you know, is my shirt pressed? Am I going to look okay? Did my family eat breakfast? Oh, gosh, we're running late. Like, that whole systematic approach to it is actually valuable to it. Yeah. <clears throat> Can I say something? Go for it, Nia. Uh, 
to big you're the perm, main guest go <laughs> to big perm no i wanted to say big perm that you know you can self-serve communion um you can buy the sacraments like you can buy unleavened bread and get you a little red wine or grape juice and keep it at home and you can pray and have communion at home because the Bible says, as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. So you don't technically need a priest or a pastor to uh, officiate um, the Lord's Supper. Just wanted to tell you that my husband's a pastor, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I think that's a great idea for uh, times that I definitely can't make it. I would hate to use that as an excuse to stay home and not to attend church but uh, i'll definitely keep that in mind and keep some on hand i appreciate that i've never even thought about that is yeah. it the same though i re i remember they used to tell us put take you can go into the pantry at night and say your prayer and just take a swig off the grape juice and eat a saltine and it's good it's the same and i was like man is it really the same like i was worried about that <laughs> First, I mean, that's what they were teaching us in youth class. Like, if you just can't make it, just. And I was like, man, I feel like that's disrespectful. I don't. I mean, I just personally, am I? I don't know. Well, well you buy the right stuff, Michael. You don't just eat the saltine because the Bible. Oh, no, they told us anything. Bread, so you have to eat bread without yeast. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I think the intention is what matters most. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Certainly. Certainly. I, I agree with that, Brooks. It is the intention. But that's what they were just telling us in school. And I, I used to always be like, man, I don't know. Like, that seems a little sketch, but I, I guess. Mm -hmm. I know what you're saying. You're like, look, I have a Dorito and some Pepsi. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> am I going to commune to this? What are we talking about? <laughs> like, this is delicious. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bad joke. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, can, I, can, I, can I chip in something else? Um, Go ahead, Terry. Because I, I think you're right. There's a there's a community aspect to church. You know, it's not just about, um, you know, I, I, as a non-Christian, even I can see that. But, you know, it's, you get together with like-minded people. And, and to my mind, that is one of the reasons they targeted churches for shutdown. Because, mm. you know, you get a group of people who have a sort of different way of looking things to, from the elite. Because we know they, they don't really believe in anything much other than evil things. And, you know, people with a supposedly on a, a more spiritual way of looking at things they could get together and say you know this is all bullshit we're not we shouldn't be doing this and that could be a significant problem from for them particularly in america you know because there are a lot of christians there so i i do think they deliberately went for the churches for that reason and and this is something else that monica perez often says you know she thinks they were deliberate i, I feel like they were attacking the morality of society of by shutting down church churches yeah you know what I mean? like that was the, the the people that go to church every sunday or the whole heart i mean I, I you can whatever there's all those different types there but the majority they're the people that go to work eight to five have a family you know got young young kids bringing it all together raising in the church you know we're raised in the church they're kind of like the the core of the community so I feel like that's why when the church shutdown happened, it was like, it was a shock to, to people that consider themselves followers of any religion. Like you can't practice. What are you going to do on your own time? You yeah. know, you're going to study, you're going to, what are you going to do? I can definitely say post COVID that I have definitely like yourself, Michael, 
have started going to church more consistently and not just looking at it online. And like, I've never walked away from my faith, but I definitely walked away from the church for a while because, um, I just was kind of like, whatever about it. And once I started sleeping in on Sundays, like I just got lazy and just didn't want to get up and go. It's nice. (laughs) It is nice to sleep in, but you were a hundred percent right. It's that effort to get up. And I'd be like, Oh, I just want to sleep. I just want to sleep. But then I'm like, no, Jacqueline, if you can get up to go to work or you can get up to go to this other event, you can get up to go serve God. You know what I mean? Just get your butt up and go and make it on time. You know what I mean? So, yeah, the most important thing. Sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say, so post COVID, like I've been consistently going every single Sunday to my church, which Nia, by the way, I know I see information, but they are doing a grand opening tomorrow. Um. If you still want to, if you still want to check it out, but yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so they're doing, they have a 10 o'clock and 1145 service and then they're doing like an after party or whatever you want, like what a church would do. It's not like after a my- secular after party. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Kelly. No, I'm just waiting. <laughs> no. DJ Kelly will not be DJing. There's a DJ Cristo or something. <laughs> anyway, what's the next stop of a rolling tune? Let's get these no. fellas involved. So Nia, um, so one of the biggest things like with Nia is like she would just point out stuff on Facebook and stuff like that. And it and uh people would just, you she would just get attacked for it. So Nia, like you had like a lot of people that were Christians on there. Do you think that uh, or that are, do you think like when you would post some stuff that God would put on your heart, that it just would mess with their like full identity. And that's why they would just get so crazy about it and be like, you know, whatever with you. Yeah. I feel like, you know, unfortunately when people are challenged to think, to think differently, they're offended by that at times, you know, not everyone, but when you're belief system or the way you like doing things is challenged, you know, for example, um, you know, and this is not to offend anyone when I say this, but I felt like the Lord showed me this. And you may remember this, Jackie, I posted that the antichrist would be a transgender and gay people came for me. I didn't say I hated gay people. Never did I ever say I didn't love them. Um, (laughs) Never said anything like that. I was saying it in a sense of pointing them on what to look for. For example, it's like saying the he'll be wearing a green shirt. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like to describe what to look for. Oh no, no, let me change that. He'll be wearing a, a purple striped shirt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. To those but listening no. only, I am wearing a green shirt. So right, right, right. <laughs> for those listening, my apologies. <laughs> Um, no, but you guys understand what I'm saying. It was a, a description. Be, and, and I believe it's because that is a very big pushed agenda. Um, we can see how they are um, indoctrinating our children already with this idea of even um, kind of intercepting their own ideas of their own, their gender identity. Like from a child, it's like they're they're trying to almost from the womb, from toddler stage now trying to indoctrinate how they view themselves, you know, as, you know, a boy or a girl, or I want to identify as something else, you know, 
But kids don't think like that. Come on, we all grew up as children. Boys were boys, girls were girls, period, you know? And my thing is this, you know, a six-year-old doesn't know if they want Pop-Tarts or <laughs> cereal for breakfast. How can you let a child make that type of decision for themselves? You know, a child, seriously, like, I, I think about my own kids, you know, when they were really small, and it's like, literally, one will want one thing, and literally an hour later, want the total opposite. I don't want that anymore, mom. I want such and such, you know, and that is the mind of a child. And I just feel that this uh, agenda is there because I do believe it is of Satan. If you look at the statue of Baphomet, he has both parts. You know, Baphomet is a transgender. The, 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 um, the, um, the statue mm. of Baphomet, if you've ever noticed it, if you look at how he's drawn or how he's depicted, he has both parts. Um, he has both breasts as well as, you know, he has both male and female genitalia. I'll just say it that way. Um, and I just believe that that's it. I believe that's part of this whole systematic thing. Another thing for them to program us with, to change our society, to change our moral compass. Um, but I do. Uh, and I, and I, I brought that up because like you said, I get attacked. And again, it's not because when I post that, I never attack anyone gay because I do love gay people, right? Um, I'm, I stand on what the Bible says. The Bible says that homosexuality is a sin, but I'm not saying that I'm against, you know, because look, I love someone who lies. I love someone who's cheated on their taxes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's all considered sin. You, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm not against people for their mistakes because that's be between them and God, you know, um, it's not for me to convict or judge them. It, it's not for me to condemn them. You know, it's just for me to love them. And just when I have the opportunity present, you know, the love of God to them, that is what my responsibility is. And I do feel like when I post things like that, because people are in that lifestyle or because they are connected with people, because I had a few people come at me because, you know, I happen to know that their parents are same gender. You know, my one friend has, quote, two moms, you know, um, things like that. They came for me. Oh, I can't believe you would post this and how insensitive. But you're offended because it touches where you are. You know, if I were to post, you know, it's raining outside, <laughs> you wouldn't be offended by that, you know, because it doesn't touch your core. It doesn't touch you know, something, and I feel that people already kind of know it's wrong, but they want it to be right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, they want to make sense of it, or they want to make it okay, so they, you know, come at me, they combat me, they fight me, they yell at me, they call me out my name on my own Facebook page, but God won't let me delete them or block them, because oftentimes they usually come back around, sometimes it takes a couple of years, but Sometimes they'll finally come back around and say, you know what, I understand what you were posting. I get it now, you know. The Baphomet is oftentimes depicted with children at his sides too, a young boy and young girl looking up to him. And it seems that the latest push has been to get younger and younger children onto hormones and things, convincing them that they are what they're imagining. My daughter tells me every day that she's a different animal. A unicorn, a <laughs> butterfly. She tells me that I'm a butterfly or, you know, different things. Like, kids 
this is what they do. They just imagine. imagine. And it seems that in this clown world, they're just going after those imaginations and using them to push the kids in directions. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, isn't this part of the problem? Because you know, a lot of churches seem to have gone super woke and are going along with it all. Uh, you know, they find their LGBT flags or the Ukrainian flags even outside, and you know, going along with the COVID crap. And as you say, you know, maybe even supporting trans transgenderism for children. You know, and I think a lot of people don't really know what they stand for anymore. Right. And the BLM flags and everything. Yeah. I've, to, yeah. to be honest, I've only seen these things online. In personal life, I haven't, you know, I guess at a Lutheran church, we're a bit more traditional than some of the other denominations, but I haven't personally seen churches flying these flags or my church does super it. woke. <laughs> Your church does? Does not. Oh. No. Okay. Well. <laughs> Yeah, no, Mia. <laughs> I would not I be going say, well, I got plans tomorrow. No, I'm joking. Oh, no, no, no. I You're almost like, thought about kidding. quitting when they said that if you signed into the Wi-Fi, you know, they were like doing the contact tracing and stuff like that for uh, for COVID or whatever. I was like, I almost considered quitting the church for that. But, there, but my pastor and stuff, he's, no, they're freaking amazing. So, um. And I think they were kind of just figuring everything out like the rest of us. So uh, I did want to read before we get ready to sign off here in a few minutes. Um, so, Nia, I'm going to is it OK if I just read your last post that you did about sure. I had a dream last night? OK, I had a dream last night. Rations were in order. People were collected, gathered and grouped. Seemingly, ladies and women were grouped together. Yet I saw men in the marketplace. We were given a shopping cart larger than the usual ones, and we were given the opportunity to go pick up whatever was needed or deemed necessary for survival. Most of what was there to choose from was made of straw or wicker type material. So it wasn't even food or essentials. Uh, when I would be in line, a giant like person would just get in front of me. And that mattered because we only had so much, a lot of time to get our items. I want to add, we didn't have money. However, so you had a chip in your hand. However, everything was paid for from our accounts. Yet we didn't we didn't have to produce any card or anything. Remember, we were brought to the marketplace, which looked like a Target and IKEA mixed together to gather, not shop for what we needed. And we knew to get a sufficient amount because we may not have the opportunity again for a long while. So what do you think that means, Nia? And like what inspired that? What is well, it was a dream, and I do know yeah. the interpretation. Let me just say that she added the chip part because I want to be clear. I'm not I added enough. the chip part. Nia did not say that. Okay. <laughs> if I'm dreaming about me, I'm not getting no doggone chip. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was my dream, and I was in the dream. But the thing was, it was implied. Like, you just knew that you didn't need money. It was almost like a system was already in place. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? And when we were sent into these places again to gather what we needed, it, again, it looked like we were in some sort of Ikea or a big target. Have you ever been to those targets in big cities where they have more than one floor? Because I know yeah. in some cities, target is all on one floor. But if you're in like major cities like Miami or New York, targets are, they have layers. Like you can go up and down the stairs or the escalators and things like that. Well, it was a target like that slash Ikea 
type place we were in. But again, like you said, it was like everything was made of some type of straw or wicker. To be honest, it also had like some linen type material in some of the items as well as porcelain. I know that sounds weird, but those are the things we were gathering. And I believe that the interpretation was seriously, every time I, we were in line, it was like a giant type of a person. They would be really tall and big with, and they were dark. They were dark complected. And I don't mean that in a racial way, but I'm just telling you my dream. But I believe that after waking up and thinking back, I believe that it was like big tech or something to that effect mm. because they were the giants, like whoever the giants of the, and I believe that the people were really dark skinned because it was depicting darkness. And I don't mean that if anyone's listening, I do not mean that from a racial standpoint. I mean that from, you know, a, a spiritual standpoint, just showing that it was, you know, it represented darkness because these people were out of the ordinary dark. They weren't just, you know, like Michael Jordan complexion. They were like literally black, like legit, black skin so it, it was almost like you couldn't see their face like they were image images of something mm. but they were giants and they kept getting in our way but then they would say oh excuse me I'm just getting a few things and they would just cut in front of you but I felt like it just represented you know again big tech or big these big companies that are coming in still taking from us, <laughs> you know, representing just like how, for example, China is in the U.S. buying up a bunch, a bunch of property and land. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's, it's almost like the giants are trying to take what we can get, you know? Well, that's, that's currently what is happening. Like, if you see that they're like, oh, minimum wage in certain states, not here. Over here, it's 16, I believe. But in other places, like 22 bucks an hour, fast food driver. You know what they do? Automated burger flipper, automated. You have to order online. Nobody's in, there's a one technician to work on the machines in the store. That's it. They don't need 30 employees anymore. Same thing down in UP. They have an automated frozen warehouse. All the frozen food, the truck drops it off. The guys drop it in the bins. And it's like Albertsons, I need both. And it's, a, it's all automated. So it's like, wow. it's happening. You know, as the higher the minimum wage goes, the less jobs there are. Yeah. So it's like, let's just make it $7 an hour and you pick up napkins off the ground. That's your job. You know what I'm saying? Instead of, wow. it's just, it's crazy. Like all these minimum wage, it's all turning to automation. Everything. I'm, this is my prediction. Because of the theft and things that are going on currently, every Safeway, every Albertsons, every grocery store, every Walmart is going to become a box store. You're going to, and you know how they have these people walking around picking your orders. It's going to be online order only, and you're going to drive up and pick it up. That's, they're going to be warehouses. That's what it's going to turn into. And, or you can pay extra and have someone drop it off at your house. It's not going to be like, oh, I like this apple. Oh, this one has a bruise. It's going to be decided for you. I did see this commercial where this chick was driving around, well, driving. She was walking around in the grocery store and um, you just put like your goods and stuff like that in the shopping cart and it was charging your credit card as you were putting it in the shopping cart. That's the Amazon thing. Yeah. And the, these Amazon. So we live in Seattle, Tacoma area. There's uh -huh. Amazon. They started the test pilot thing. I, I can't remember where it was. Somewhere in oh, Seattle. Oh, the Amazon goes downtown Seattle. Yeah, I and thought it you was Walmart sign, or something that they did you that. You sign with. in, and whatever you grab, you just put in your cart, and you walk out, and it charges your your account. They have like them in the arenas here now too. What you do is you walk through, uh, 
a you know two little things with the flap and you put your your credit card in pull it out the flap opens you walk in take what you want and walk out and it knows what you took and charges your credit card oh hex nah i tried Dude, it one crazy. time at a seattle cracking game just see what it was like and it felt really weird just grabbing something off of the shelf and walking out and knowing but like i should be charged for this one beer or whatever and that's what I'm saying, though. That's where it's going. You keep raising the minimum wage. Guess what? Technology 100%. will put you all out of work. All yeah. I need is an engineer now that knows how to work on these machines. A software engineer. Other than that, I don't need the guy to make the fries. I don't need the guy to do the burger. I don't need the guy to scan no. you. you need Not to, to mention, the convenience of it is going to get people on board that wouldn't have been on board before yeah. because it's so no easy line. to just grab something off the shelf instead of waiting in line for 45 minutes. The last and not baseball only that, game, but if you're going to go... I not missed that two I... and a half innings because I was waiting in line for a beer. Now I can just walk in, grab a beer, and walk out and go back to my seat and not miss any of the game. Yeah. Wow. Do you have and like you a don't... thing on your wrist or something that, uh, like a band or something on your wrist that's attached? It's all on your phone, isn't it? It's you all can't on your walk in until you swipe your credit card. Oh. So you swipe the like... credit card, it opens up, you walk in, grab your stuff and go. So they do it by face recognition? Is that how they're... I imagine every piece of merchandise in there has some sort of RFID on it so it knows what walked out the door. Yeah, because if you think about it, like I've ordered stuff on the app for Dunkin' Donuts and when I drive up to the Dunkin' Donuts digital sign, hello, Jacqueline. I'm like, oh, the person that I'm I was like, that's weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> today, I went to Dunkin' Donuts. I was like, how come it didn't have my name pop up? Yeah, like, what the heck? Uh-huh. Like, my, my wife, we signed up for the, I think it's Walmart Plus or whatever, the unlimited free delivery. And alcohol, <laughs> beers, anything you need. Oh, I need two cloves or of garlic i need two limes i need an onion like yeah we'll be there in four hours and they'll just like show up with the stuff very weird very strange but i noticed with the produce it's always the damage it's like you know when you go to the store you're like oh that's tomato shit you get the other one yeah the store like tomato (laughs) boom boom and they're just putting it all in there they don't care they're just no they don't care then that's the thing that was like you can't order produce from it but at the same time too the convenience i'm like you know yes. what it's nice the yes. beer showed up on my doorstep i can't be mad and yeah that- we were <laughs> we were ordering from whole foods when the pandemic was in the like thick of things and the produce was always like they must have purposely like grabbed the worst produce they had on <laughs> yeah. the thing. it's like they have a back center with all the bad produce that gets to all the delivery people so if but anyways, okay. Mia's well, got to get ready to go. And so we're going to go ahead and get, I know we started about 10 or 12 minutes late, but let's go ahead and uh, get ready to close shop on this episode. So Terry, you were just in the middle of saying something. Would you like to finish your thought? And then we'll let Nia close us out with the last Bit of thought, but any last thing you'd like no, to share? I, I was only just saying that, uh, you know, the reason that Big Perm and Michael get bad produce is that their social credit scores obviously in bad shape. <laughs> and wait till it goes down further, then you get nothing. 
<laughs> well, you, need to, you need to tip the delivery guy better next time. It's red tip better than anybody I know. I'm like a 50% tipper. Yeah. Oh, you're a 50? Oh, I'm a but yeah, I'm sure my social credit yes. score is shot. Well, Michael, since he's, he's hanging out with us, his social credit score is going to get even worse. Oh. Yeah, his podcast, he just talks about like sports and good times. We're going to drag his credit score down. You're lying. We talked about all the bad stuff when we were on. <laughs> Also, uh, for me, closing out, I just like needed to know that I'll be praying for your friend that she finds a job that's better than the one that didn't appreciate her. I think a lot of times these things happen for a reason and we end up in a better position than we were before. So that's my And, and she may closing. even move into doing contracting stuff for different people and not even have to worry about that crap anymore. Uh, Kilthor? Um, let's get rid of the minimum wage completely. How about that idea? Thank you. I agree. Yes. Good idea. Sorry, guys. My dog wants to go crazy at the final thought. Of course not. Of course. It's okay. Go ahead, Nia. How would you like to close? Oh, Michael, did you close this out? Oh, close I just this want out. to say, uh, again, Dania, thank you so much for being on here. It was very nice hearing your insight. And again, thank you, Terry, Kiltor, Jacqueline, Big Perm, let me get on this. I appreciate you guys a lot. Much love. Okay, now she can finish it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what would you back. and your dog like to say? Yeah, I'm going to come back. Um, I, I just feel like, you know, I had a long day. I was a little rushed. I jumped on, blah, blah, blah. But I want to I wanna be back. I want to come back and be a part of this nice community here. I'm feeling this. I'm enjoying it. So, yeah, we'd love to have back. you back on. We do it every couple weeks. So, okay, cool. Please let me know. And I'm sorry, Roman is in the background wanting to be heard. Ramon. <laughs> Ramon. Yes, yes, yes. But, um, you know, my final thoughts is just, you know, I have a saying whatever the news says, believe the opposite. So, <laughs> yes. just, you know, stay vigilant, guys. Yeah. You guys are all woke. You're very intelligent people, and you know, vet everything. That that's what I say. Vet everything. You know, check it out. Don't take anything at face value. You know, research it for yourself. Dig in. Know what you know. Know what you're getting into or lack thereof, and you know, keep your hands hey, up. Hey, Nia, have you heard from Sam Tripoli yet? Uh, mm -hmm. Have you heard from Sam Tripoli yet? Are you talking to me? Oh, yes, Nia. From sorry, Zero Roman's... Podcast. No, I haven't heard from him. Okay, he's going to reach out. But if you once you do get on, make sure you give us a shout out on there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, don't you, you know the unknowns. Make sure you give us a shout out. Oh, which reminds we, we me, have to what's text your... me all that so I, I can will. What's your website? What's, just give us your website. My website? Yes. Is culture with a K, nation.com. But you guys know that we're in ministry, so it's not that type of website. <laughs> For the culture. Yeah. Culturenation.com. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll have that in the show notes. All right, you guys, thank you so much. Uh, don't anyone just hang up just yet. Or Nia, you can go ahead and go if you'd like. Um, no, I'm staying doggone it. I'm staying to the end doggone oh, okay. it. Okay. And uh, um, thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of Union of the Unknown. We love you. We appreciate you. We thank you. Please go to unionoftheunknowns.com and make sure that you click on all of our 
stuff, please join us on Discord and be able to come hang out with us and get, as Sam Tripoli likes to say, get weird with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we love uh, everybody. We don't care uh, what your background is. It doesn't matter to us what your faith is. It doesn't matter because we're all a bunch of different persons uh, of everything that's on here. And we have a cat. So uh, <laughs> anyways, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> have an amazing, fantastic, fabulous time or whatever you feel like doing. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Union of the Unknowns. You can find new episodes every week on all your favorite podcasting networks.